Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob. Rob and Slim Show. Nick Coletta? Rob, Nick Coletta. How you doing, Nick? Nick? What's going on, boys? How you doing? Just hanging out in this uh, real bad... Heat we got. I yeah. hate it. I hate it, dude. Last week we had the air condition on. I uh, the heat on, and like jackets. And this week is like ninety five degrees. Now where are you at? South Jersey, Rob? Yeah, yeah, South Jersey, right by uh, Long Beach Island. Okay, so you're down by LBI. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, man. So who has the money? You were slim. Slim. He's the money. Slim has the. He's the money maker. <laughs> Slim's the money maker. He's a cor- uh, no comment. He's a corporate show. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just like entry level. He's like higher. He's, <laughs> he's high in, in the corporation. He's, he's a real sellout. Well, well, Rob, you know, the good news, I got good news for you, Rob. Ooh. I just read a book. It's called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And what I took out of that book, the one quote I took out of that book is um, surround yourself by smarter people than yourself. So, Rob, you're in good shape. <laughs> I don't know. Slim, Slim's really stupid, though. Slim, yeah, I was going to say, I think what you crack. mean is that I'm surrounding myself <laughs> with smarter people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, Nick. Nick, you are a comedian and an actor in Philly, and you did stand-up for over 30 years, correct? Yeah, I am my 33rd year. Well, last year I got one show in, guys, because of the pandemic. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, it sucked. It really sucked. And uh, what sucked even more was, was the acting. I got, got cut out, too. And comedy in Philadelphia during the summertime basically sucks. I mean, first off, let's start at number one. The pay gets cut because there's not that many people coming out. So now you're, the, the comics' pay is cut. Oh, wow. Number two... If you really want to do comedy in the summertime, we got to come down where you guys are at. We got to come down to the Jersey Shore. That's what I was going to ask. Does everyone come here from there? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm in the position now where now that I get a Social Security check and a pension check, it's like, do I want to drive to Wildwood for a one nighter? Right, I always, I was. It shocks me that people just want to come here for like a week. It's just, it's kind of lame. Well, like, now that hey, hey, look, the Jersey. I grew up with the Jersey Shore, so the Jersey Shore is in my heart. I mean, you know, I'm a Wildwood kid. Every summer, Wildwood, Wildwood, Wildwood. I'd go down and see the great, great bands, you know, down there and everything like that. But 
do I really want to deal with that traffic on a Friday night right. getting oh. down to do the one show? Yeah. And then the two hour, hour and a half ride back home for a couple hundred hours. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it to me. Uh. So summertime for comedy to me is dead. It's pretty much dead. My next show that I have booked is unfortunately September 11th. Wow. And yeah, I'm doing a show on September 11th and hopefully everybody will be vaccinated pretty much by then. Have you gotten vaccinated, Nick? Yes, I have. Awesome. Yes, yeah, have. me too. Slim is a yeah. dirty non he's an anti-vaxer. He's he's I'm not an anti-vaxer. I just haven't gotten vaccinated. <laughs> he's just lazy. Yes, I just yeah, lazy. Gotten, I just not lazy. Putting it off. But that was the thing. Like it's it's working full time. It's like, and then yeah. your day off. Do you really like wanna? Well, that's where it comes down to for me. Is like, if I'm gonna get this, I'm not a guy that takes off from work. Like I can. Like my company is saying, like, hey, you can get the vaccine and take three days off. But being higher up in the company, I feel like that sets a bad example. So. My thing is, okay, I'm going to get it before my two days off, but I'm like, do I want to feel like shit for my two days <laughs> off? So I'm just torn. Uh. Well, I, I got to be honest with you, Slim. I had the Pfizer shot, and the only thing that I had was a sore arm for one day. My, and that was yeah, it. Oh, man, now, my wife, my wife got sick for one day, the day after she got the shot, which was on... Um, she got sick late that Friday. She had gotten it Thursday night. So she was able to get through work Friday. When she got home, that's when it hit her. That's it how mine happened. Day. She woke up Saturday morning. She was tap dancing and everything. Everything was good. Awesome. Yeah, my kids got the Pfizer. My two older sons, Nick, got the Pfizer shot. And my older son, he only had a little soreness, like you said. The, my middle son was fine. I had the Johnson & Johnson, and for three days, I felt like I had had COVID. I was well, like, that was that was the story with me, Rob. Was I was holding out for the Johnson and Johnson, and then that you know the shit hit the fan with them, and you couldn't get that shot. Yeah. For a while, so now I'm dealing with the Department of Health in Philadelphia, and they want to send me cross city, you know, not great neighborhoods yes. and all of this, and I'm and I'm going, you know, I'm going to wait because. I pretty much quarantined myself. Now, I remember when, when this all went down last year, I was up in Brooklyn filming, and when I got back is when they shut everything down. And do you remember the first couple of weeks of that quarantine, how, how nervous and everything people were? Yeah, it was crazy. Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I said this on another show, uh, I'd look out the window and I'd see a guy walking down the street. I'd say to my wife, hey, what's this dude up to? Yeah. Is he breaking in the cars? What's he doing out? I heard a guy coughing outside. On? I'm like, what is he spreading you know, the, 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 the COVID? Like, yeah, it was freaky. It was real freaky. <laughs> it, was, it, it was just so, you know, that, that, and it's destroyed. Now, here's, here's something that happened to me a couple of days ago. The hot water heater in my house went. So I called the company. It was still under warranty. I called the company. Oh, we'll, we'll send you out the part. It'll take like two to four days. So I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, this thing ain't even a year old. It's under warranty. Why do I got to go four days without hot water? Yeah. So I called my plumber. He came out. He fixed it. Well, I thought he fixed it. It's, it's not what he fixed. It's wrong with the hot water heater. So I called the company today and told them they had to send me a different part that they were going to send me out. And the woman said, yeah, we've been having a lot of problems because of COVID. You know, a lot of the hot water heaters were made improperly. 
how the hell do you do that? Right. How do you right. do that to your consumers? Yeah. You, you put shabby stuff together because you only have a quarter of the workforce working That's, or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Don't don't put your product out. Yeah. Or, or or has it always just sucked? And they're just like, oh, we'll just tell people it's COVID. <laughs> it could be that too. That, right? it's, see, it's, Rob, that's why you surround yourself by smarter people. So that's got a good point, right? Slim is very smart. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, Slim, you're on to something, buddy. That, that that's a definite that's a definite excuse that they're all going to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is everything. Just like you said, Nick. Like my parents. Uh, Wanted new doors on their house, and like the guy to just come check that check it out was like it took three weeks, and yeah, everything because of COVID. Everything's maybe he's just like real lazy and, and drinks a lot and well, <laughs> doesn't jump to work. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to wake up, and this thing is just not on our planet anymore. And yeah. We can go back uh-huh. because I just turned sixty-two. Don't be screwing with my later years. Right? Yeah. You know, come on, man. How many more do I got? Don't, don't make me sit in a house for a freaking year and, and you know, lose my livelihood. Not my livelihood, but fun. Yeah. I have fun when I go do things. Yeah. When I do stand-up, when I act, I have fun. Now you're cutting that off. I'm 62 years old. I'll, I'll be laying on my deathbed. I, I really won't have any regrets. But now I'm going to have one. I'm going to go, God Damn it, 2020. 2020. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I wish I could have had that year back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, doing uh, comedy over 30 years, though, Nick, does it ever get old? No, it doesn't get Well, here's what's been going on with me with this. Uh, I do a character. I do a character called Nikki Attitude. And I used to run a comedy club. My buddy owned one in... He's the one that actually set me up in comedy. He gave me stage time. Let me be the house MC. This is back in like 88. And so I do a character. And, you know, he's he's got an attitude about the government. He's got an attitude about people that are, you know, just nasty people. So my character basically is, you know, like Dice Clay. And all them guys were doing characters back in the day. And I thought, oh, I should do a character. So I... I did this character and it plays really well with the crowd who who likes to pay taxes okay so i get them right there you know <laughs> talk about not wanting to pay tax but in the last rob i'd say in the last 10 years i've been doing more of a rickles act where i mess with the people because of my acting and doing improv and all that kind of crap i could talk with people and if you do it the right way and don't be a jerk about it and, you know, just pick on somebody. I don't pick on people. I talk with them, but I get my jabs in and I'm entertaining myself up there now. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Because I'm, I'm improv and so I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. That's and what great. usually does is, I don't know, people are finding it funny, so I'm having a good time with it. That's awesome. That's a, that's awesome. That's why I was I was wondering, like, if doing it for that long, does it ever get like, oh, I, I got to get out well, there. Well, like, you, you know, you, you take things out, you put things in, you know, getting, mm. listen, comedy, stand-up comedy is probably one of the hardest things in life to do. Have you ever done it, Rob? I actually was going to once, and uh, the club I went to... Uh, I, I didn't know when I got there. I, I told him it was my first time ever doing open mic. Uh, I didn't know you had to be in a meeting. That you had to sit down and, and go in this meeting. And I was never there. So they never called me up for that. And then the headliner was Jim Brewer. 
And, you know, my friends started asking the people why I wasn't called up. And they were like, well, he wasn't at the meeting. I'm like, nobody told me I had to be at the meeting. And then they offered for me to go up after Jim. And I'm like, I'm not going up after Jim Brewer. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to go up after Jim Brewer. suicide. So I never, and then I never, uh, they even offered me, the, the club, like, offered me to go up anytime and do it. I just never, never went back. No, uh, I'm sorry you had a bad experience with that. But getting back to that, it's probably the toughest art form. You know, I say this to a lot of people. Go, go into a room and try to make 200 strangers laugh. It's really hard to do. Yeah, you know, I always get these guys after the show come, oh, yeah, my friends tell me I ought to be a comic. They, they tell me I'm really funny. And I, you know, I try to be nice to everybody. I, I, I try to, I, I'm a karma guy. So what you put out there, you're going to get back. So I try to be nice. And I'm saying to the guy, oh, you know, I, I always say to the guy, yeah, you should give it a try. And, but inside my head, the little gerbil that's going around the wheel is saying, <laughs> yeah, dude, if you could bring all your friends to the club the night you're performing, you'll do well. Yes. But try to do it with 200 strangers and let me see how funny you are. I also heard, I think it was Bob Levy say, like, if your friends tell you you should do comedy, that's not a reason to do it. That's not the reason to get up there. Like, Me and Bobby go way back. I started out with Bobby back in the day. I I was working, doing firehouses with Bobby. Wow. uh, In in the late 80s, early 90s, before he hit it big. Bobby's a good dude, man. Yeah, we've met him a couple guy. times. He's, he's a cool dude just to, to have a conversation with and, and talk to. Um, I was going to ask, too, um, i got to give a, a big shout-out to S. Anthony Thomas. And I found you through his show. And did you have you worked with S. Anthony? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we used to, we used to work together. We used, I used to have him up the club all the time. He used to come up, open mic nights. And I, I told S. Anthony on the show, I'm sure you heard it, he was P- Patrice O'Neill before Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill is... You know, was a great comic. I'm not taking anything away from that man. Yeah. He's, you know, top 25 maybe. You know, top 20, top 15, top 10, however you want to rate him. But S. Anthony was doing that same act in 1986-87. Wow. I don't think Patrice was even on stage then. Yeah. S. Anthony was so young that he was just talking about, you know, shit that went on that day. Or whatever, he would just grab the mic and talk. He wasn't like doing, you know, like I said before, your, you know, your three Seven Eleven jokes and your, you know, your your two other stock jokes and getting off. He was just talking real life stuff. Yeah. And you know, we'd stand in the back and we say, you know, this, this dude's got something, man. It's you got to be yourself. You got to be yourself. Now, is Nikki attitude myself? In a way, it is. In a way, it is because I'm from Philly. I got an attitude. Yeah, Everybody, I was going to say you you you, from Philly does. you you turn Come it up uh, uh, ten ten notches, but yeah, it's still you. It's still got to be you. It's still it's still you. As long as it's you, it's still you. I'll tell you, I've been you know I've been doing my research on you guys. I watched a lot of your shows on YouTube. I think you guys do a really great job. But the one guy that I the one interview that I really dug was with the guy from Sirius XM, Eric Alper. Yes. Is that his name? Yes, that was our last, uh, the last show we did, we had him on. He was a really dude, cool guy. Dude, that guy, what I respect a lot about that dude, and it's also because I do it too, is he knew in high school what he wanted to do. It was amazing. He knew, and he set goals for himself. 
Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You have to set goals for yourself. And it's best to put them up on a wall so you can see them every day. So you can't just forget about them. You, oh, yeah, I'm trying. Like last year's goal before COVID hit was I wanted to get on like a bit part on a regular TV show, a weekly TV show. I wanted my agent to get me something up in New York where I can go up in New York and film a couple days and then come back to Philly because I never want to leave Philly. I was going to ask. And I was going to ask if you ever would move if you, if you got an offer in New York or like L.A. Well, I have fr- I got plenty of friends out in L.A., so I can go out in L.A., do my thing, and come back. But I, I don't think I'd ever leave Philly. Okay. Dude, you know why you never leave Philly? Because in L.A. and New York, you get the knife in your back in Philly. You see it coming right from your face, and that's what I want. <laughs> right? That brutal honesty, yeah. Is it, I, I actually think Bring that's something S. Uh, Thomas, uh, S. Anthony S. Thomas yes. has told us that, like, L.A. is just fake. Yeah. Like, very fake compared to, like, uh, where we are here in Jersey, Philadelphia, where we're just like, I'll oh, get the fuck out of my face, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, Slim, I got, I got a funny story for you. The guy that owned the comedy club that I owned moved out to L.A. Now... This guy was the funniest MFer you've ever talked to, but he didn't have the balls to go up on stage and do it. But I grew up with him. I mean, I, I've known him for 47 years. And when he moved out to L.A., he had people in L.A., actors and everything, wanting him to teach them how to have that East Coast edge. Wow. <laughs> it is. How to have that yeah. East Coast edge because of just the way they are out there. It's a little exotic, yeah. Like, when you go somewhere else, you don't realize that. It's like people right. like think it's 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 awesome. Yeah, Phil, Philly's you know, I said it on S. Anthony show. Philly is without a doubt the most important city in the world, in my opinion. Well, because one I'm from here and I'll always defend it. But this is where everything started, man. For our country, this is where everything started. Sure. You know, they, oh, you get, you know, I had my Boston comedy. Oh, well, we had that Boston Tea Party. We started the revolution. No, you didn't. You had a tea party. You shut up. You had tea. You threw a, That's all you you had. threw a couple cases of tea into the, into the river, okay? <laughs> I, I was there. I saw where you threw the tea into, okay? No big deal. Come to Gettysburg. Come to, come to where all the battles were. Yeah. Come to where the Constitution yeah. was drawn up. Come down to Philadelphia where all the great minds were. Come on, man. Boston ain't crap compared to Philadelphia. <laughs> None of these cities are, in my opinion. I even but think that's, that's my opinion. I love that opinion, though. I think Nick, that's, a, that's a great opinion to have. Nick, I was just going to say, so um, between the, the three cities close by me that I've been to, like Atlantic City, New York City, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is my favorite. I have the most fondest memories of Philadelphia going to see shows and beer fest. And I've gone to beer fest in Atlantic City, but Philadelphia just takes the cake. Like I have so many stories from things that I've gone to in Philadelphia versus things I went to in Atlantic City or even in New York. Like Philly's the well, best. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that, Slim. You know, mm-hmm. since, since you are a world traveler, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went all oh, around yeah. the world: Philly, <laughs> Atlantic City, and New York. Little, I don't even consider little, Atlantic City a city, little but. triangle there. <laughs> well, city's in the name, right? Yeah. Like, so what, what did you, you like know. about Philadelphia, Slim? I got to. Uh, uh, you know, what did you it's like about Philly. It's it's just the atmosphere. It's, cool, it's, like, it's club not scene too, it's like n- concerts and stuff. Like I did go when I was younger. Uh, yeah. When I first moved down here, to like a lot of concerts out there, like the Troc. I, th- I think it was in a couple other spots. Yeah, but we were in Philly recently together, I was right? Live yeah. Eight, wow. in '85 at JFK. Wow, 
probably at Live Aid in '85 at JFK. Nice. Awesome. I've been to some concerts, man. I was a, I was Queen's Night at the Opera tour. I was 20 feet from Freddie Mercury's piano. I was two rows behind the orchestra pit at the Tower Theater. That's amazing. On during the Night of the Opera tour, the next wow. year they came back to Philly at the Civic Center, and Thin Lizzy opened up for them. Okay, now Thin Lizzy, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but they're a great band. I, I think Irish band. Uh, the one Phil on it, I think, is an Irishman. Yeah. But they had the boys are back in town, and you know, all that. You know, all those songs. Well, they open up the show at the Civic Center for Queen. They're Queen's opening act. And they open up with their song called Jailbreak. Tonight, there's going to be a jailbreak. And, like, the sirens are going. It's dark. The sirens. And they come out, and they kick ass. I mean, they kick ass. I turn to my buddy. I go, dude, I don't know if Queen's going to be able to follow that, man. That was just too much. <laughs> and then, of course, Freddie, Freddie came out and just, you know, shredded the place yeah. like he always does. Oh, man. He was such a great performer, dude. He was such a great performer that would be some uh, yeah if i can go back and, and see anybody live at queen and I, I would definitely do nirvana because they were like kirk kirk died uh right before i started like going to concerts and stuff so that was a bummer that i never got to see see them live yeah my yeah. my regret on my deathbed will be that i never got to see sly and the family stone play live uh, because that is one funky band yeah, yeah they mean, have some amazing songs that, yeah, that that can get you know that can get a bedridden person dancing. That there. <laughs> Nick, I was gonna ask too. Um, when you started acting, it, it was pretty, like seven years ago, right? Uh, yeah. In what happened was, I did a comedy show. I did stand up, and a guy comes up to me after the show, and he says, "Listen, we're having auditions tomorrow for this web series, and I think you'd be really good in it." And I'm like, okay, you know, you, you know, how you get them, you get people coming up to you after shows and, you know, telling you stupid racist jokes that, you, oh, you should tell this, you know, and all this kind of crap. Well, this guy comes up to me and hits me with this and he gives me his card and he says, this is the address. He goes, I, you know, you should really, you know, if you want to try acting. I said, well, I always wanted. So I talked it over with my wife. So I go to the audition the next day and it was for a hitman. If you've seen my pictures, if you see me on IMDb, you see me on backstage, I got photos up there where I look like the Don. Yeah. I look like, you know, I'm full you Italian, I'm part Sicilian, I, I fit the bill. <laughs> so, so anyway, I go to the audition, it was for a hitman, you know, and I uh, told some stupid jokes to the director-writer, you know, I said to him, I go, dude, I go, uh, I got more hits than Pete Rose, you know, I'm making like all these stupid jokes that fit a hitman, you know what I mean? And this was on a Saturday. I get a call on a Tuesday from the writer-director. Hey, listen, I'm not going to cast you in the role as the hitman. And I'm sitting there punching myself in the face. You shouldn't have told them jokes, you idiot. Da, da, da. He goes, I'm going to put you in the lead role of the mob boss of Philadelphia. Wow. I said, hold on, Sparky. I said, you know, you know that I never acted before, right? This is my first time. He goes, I'll direct you. Don't worry about it. Well, Opening night when the series premiered and I saw myself on stage, there were six episodes, I was in four of them, I saw, saw myself on stage, it was like I wanted to sink in the seat because I saw how bad my acting was. I was just waiting to deliver my lines, waiting for my turn to talk, and that's not acting. And I turned to my wife and I said, look, if I want to do this, which I really want to do, i got to go to school. So I went and looked up a school, 
found the best school in Philadelphia, which is Playhouse West. Um, retired from my job. I, I started in November of 15. I retired from the Teamsters in January of 16 because I did 25 years and I was eligible for the top pension. What's the oh, point of working more yeah. if I'm not going to get more in my pension? Exactly. That's that's awesome. So, you know, and I've, I've had some some doozy day jobs. Like I did that for 25 years. I made deliveries like UPS. Yeah. That's basically what my job, but I was also a chauffeur bodyguard. Um, I did that for a few years. I had one of the biggest, you see, I know you see his commercials. I don't want to drop any names. I want to protect the guilty, but, uh, one of the top injury lawyers, uh, I'll just give you 88, 88, uh, okay, all right, don't mention no names. You know who right. I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. So I'm chauffeuring him. And wow. first day in New York, I come out of the tunnel. Coming up like 8th or 9th Avenue, I forget what avenue it was. There is a homeless guy taking a crap in the middle of the street. And I say to myself, I said it out loud in the car. He's in the back reading the paper. I said it out loud in the car. I said, oh, my God. He looks over his paper he sees what the homeless guy's doing. He puts his head back down in the paper. He goes, I guarantee you that is not the strangest thing you will see today. And I'm going, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. And my job was to drop him off at his office. And we'd get up to New York at 2 o'clock, and he would say to me, do whatever you want to do. Just come back at 8 o'clock to pick me up. So I'm up in New York with six, seven hours to kill. Oh, wow. What am I, yeah, what am I going to do? You know, I pretty much visited every peep show in New York, so <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, so I'm only, I'm only kidding about the peep shows. <laughs> but anyway, so one night I'm walking, I'm walking right by the garden, Madison Square Garden, and this guy's setting these velvet ropes up. And I said, so I'm like, yeah, what's going on? He goes, oh, we're having a, we're having a party for Morgan Friedman for Shakespeare. I go, really? I go, here? He goes, yeah. I go, oh, okay. So I just stood in front of the, you know, behind the velvet rope. And this old woman stood next to me. She's like my grandmother. She was about maybe four foot 11, four foot 10. And she had like this Bible. It was a book. It was like thicker than a Bible with all these autographs in it. And she was showing it to me. She goes, yeah, I got to get Morgan Friedman's tonight. And I said, oh, okay. So the limos would pull up. People would get out of the car. And the woman from E! Entertainment would go up to the person and say, what is your favorite Shakespeare play? And they would say it, right? So we're standing there. A limo pulls up. Iggy Pop gets out of the limo. Wow. Now, Iggy Pop is, I'm a big fan of Iggy Pops, but Iggy is trashed. Iggy's <laughs> trashed, right? So the woman says to him, Iggy, what's your favorite Shakespeare play? And he's like, on Pluto, he's not answering anything. And now, I got the little woman to my right now, and I got the whole press corps to my left, taking pictures of people getting out of the limo and everything. So the woman goes, Iggy, so what's your favorite Shakespeare play? And he's not answering. I yelled out, ask him what day it is, just to get the ball rolling. Come on. <laughs> 
So he, Iggy, Iggy gives me a bad look, gives me a stare. I felt like saying, Iggy, I'm sorry, I'm a big fan, but I didn't say anything to him, right? So he goes in, meets Salt and Pepper, Savoy Glover, all these people. Morgan Freeman finally shows up, right? So he's talking to the woman for me. He's starting to walk up. The little woman to my right says to him, Mr. Friedman, can I have your autograph? He walks right by her. I put my arm out and almost grab his arm, and I stop him. I said, Mr. Friedman, he looks at me. I go, could you sign my grandmother's autograph book for her? And he looks down there. He goes, oh, sure, and he signed the book for her and went on his way. And it was like she was so thrilled. The look on her face, like she hit the lottery. That's it, awesome. It just made my day. Nick, it that's amazing. Day. That's an amazing yeah. story. We have to wrap this up, dude, but it has been a blast talking to you. Dude, it's been a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you. Slim, I would like to hear more from you. Uh, I think uh, you're the smartest guy in that room, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. You need to hear more from Slim. <laughs> Not taking Rob's great interview skills away. Rob, you're a good interviewer. Dude. Thanks I watch a lot, your interviews, and I've done plenty of these. You're, you're a really good interview, dude. Thank you, my yeah. friend. Really good job. Both of you guys, though. I wish you all the luck with your podcast. I, I, I want everybody to succeed. I'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah. Where can everybody find you, Nick? Dude, you find me on Facebook, Nick Coletta. You could find me on IMDB, Nick Coletta, and you can find me on Backstage, awesome. Nick Coletta, C-O-L-L-E-T-T-A. Perfect. And definitely uh, keep us posted if you if you got uh, new new uh, gigs coming out and stuff. Yeah, I, I think I'm filming in July. Uh, Dream, Dream Block Productions is coming up from Miami, and I think I might have something with them in July next month. So, awesome. yeah, things, cool. are, things are looking up, guys, now that the pandemic is finally getting out of our way yeah have a good one nick all right brothers you guys have a good one love love your show talk to you love you too man talk soon we'll be back in a couple minutes with jack casey from the bass guy show yes i know the drizz has got a lot to rap about i think yeah i'm a big fan of the bass man greetings what's going on bass guy how's it going rob how's it going slim What's it is up, going Jack? good. Give Rob, us like two seconds. Yeah, give us like a second. Rob's uh, making a drink there, and I'm pouring no a rush. beer. No rush. Take all the time you need. I'm on standby. Sit down, my friend. Let me, let me make this uh, popping this can very loud. Hold on. Fucking a man. Are you popping bottles, base guy? Yeah. Oh, I'm just pouring myself my first uh, beer, IPA Saint Ambrose. Very cool. Good. Very cool, my friend. How you been, Jack? Cheers, guys, to the to the summer and. Naked people and drugs and violence. <laughs> yes. That's the American way. <laughs> Jack, I had to say real quick, I'm drinking a double IPA with dragon fruit and vanilla in it. Is it good? Tasty. Wow. I like it. It's very good. Oh, Fancy lad. Sounds fruity. Yes. Sounds a little very fruity. Fruity, but it's well, delicious. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to do this video or just audio? Oh, uh, let me see. Can I turn on video? Because oh, I got wait. my studio set up. I could show you different oh. scenes and stuff. Yeah, you can. Can you just hit the video and I'll, I'll add you in? Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, video. There you go. Let me see. Uh, I'm still just seeing your hat. It's a, it's a UFO. Your UFO. A UFO. Okay, wait. There you go. There's video. I turned it off, actually. So. Yeah, it should, should be on. Yeah, it might just be Skype being... Click something, Slim. Uh, well, this turns it off. Oh. 
And then... Yeah, no, we're not getting it come through, dude. Oh, it does. It doesn't let accept my uh, OBS thing. So never mind. We'll just uh, do audio. Uh, okay. What? Well, can you see us? Uh, you yeah, should be able I'd to, love see, to us. see it though. Yeah, I can see you. You guys look beautiful. Thank you. Ah, uh, thank you, uh, thank you. I'm sure you do too, Jack. <laughs> oh man, have you gotten vaccinated, dude? Uh, yeah, just the once. The the one time only. Yeah, one time. Canada is like six months behind you guys. I got the Johnson Johnson the one time, so I was kind of happy just to get, yeah, to not have to go back for another one. Awesome. Yeah, that's good, though. Slim's holding out on us. Yeah, I haven't got the vax yet. He's well, eventually. Taking my time with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How hot has it been, dude? It's disgusting here. It's like 95 degrees. Same here. It's about uh, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. It's super hot. Day four. I figured you guys had it like better, way better than us. But wow. Yeah, I figured. Wow. Yeah, it's it's terrible. We went from like winter last weekend to like, this is like late August weather <laughs> for us. Like this is messed up. Yeah, because yeah, it's like humid up. and disgusting. Yeah. yeah, it's not even like good hot. What did Frankie say about it? Like, what is he saying? Uh, He says that he got a new haircut. I saw that. And that his YouTube channel is going to be 10 years old on Monday. That's amazing. That's, awesome. That's amazing. Dude, do you know any of the thing? Like, we last time we had him on, I, I didn't know. I didn't know there was, like, any drama or, or beef. But um, I uh, booked him and Dylan for, like, the same night. And I guess when Dylan found out, he was like, I can't do your show. And and Frankie just said he doesn't like him anymore. Did, did, did he tell you anything like about that? Well, Frankie just said, like, yeah, he just wants to be able to make his own decisions and people can't tell him what to do. Yeah. And then we just left it there. I don't get into other people's dirty laundry. I would not. uh, I just left it. I would not want to piss Frankie off, though. But I did tell Frankie that Dylan is just a nice guy. We're we're all humans and we all do things that can maybe bother someone that maybe to us don't mean anything and vice versa. But, you know, if if something bothered Frankie, it's got to be legit probably. Yeah, because we talked to Dylan years ago. He didn't seem like a bad guy at all. So, yeah. He's a nice guy. I think there was just something happened and they they dealt with it themselves. Yeah. Oh, man. I saw, too, I saw you visited the, the place where the Trailer Park Boys is filmed. Cool. Yeah, on the way home from meeting Frankie McDonald, we stopped by at uh, Bible Bible Hill Park, I think it's called, oh. and it's it's just so like ordinary. It's just a really nice, beautiful trailer park that's taken care of, and that's where they filmed the uh, opening credits in the original one. It looks oh, super nice. We had to go back there. You met Frankie McDonald in person. You hung out with We've him. Talked about this. before. Oh, we did. Right? I don't remember. Yeah. I get drunk all the yeah. time. It's the drugs. It's, it's the drugs. Just a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I met Frankie. And uh, we hung out and we had a great time. And I met his grandparents and his father. And I met uh, Scott from the Pizza Zone and went all over. The- he sent me on a mission on where to go and uh, went on the Cabot Trail. And, uh, yeah, Frankie just walks up and down the boardwalk a lot. And That's awesome. Have, have things started to reopen up there, Jack? Because they, they are getting back to normal here, it seems. Not yet, no. Like uh, his the 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 shopping mall where he always goes, the Mayflower Mall. Yeah. He he hasn't been there yet. He hasn't gone back to work yet because he still only just got his first dose. I got my first dose, and we're still waiting for Moderna to come because Moderna is for our age group here in Canada. So it's still everything's behind here in Canada. It's nothing makes sense. I'm sure it's the same all over the world. The politicians say everything's closed you can't do anything and then like a day and a half later there's like metallica live and it's free (laughs) and there's people because they just had the montreal hockey game the the habs have been winning 
all the games for the first time in like 16 years and people are going out in the streets and like tossing around fireworks and pylon cones and yeah it's hard it's hard to restrain yourself when they're still like having all that kind of stuff go on like it, it's hard for people i feel one of my buddies is upset because apparently he said that like everybody's doing shows again and that was like the big thing he would do all the time is he would go to shows and that's what he missed the most when covid started but he said the problem is is that all the bands he wants to see are all doing shows in the same month. So he like bought tickets to go see one band that he wanted to see forever and then finds out another band that he wants to see. It's also playing that same day somewhere else. So apparently uh, they're just shoving them all into all one. one day they're, they're all just one like, boom. <laughs> it's like live everyone tonight. <laughs> yeah. They should just have everyone at one spot and like right. do like, yeah, one mega day. One mega yeah, just let everyone fight it out. It'll be survival <laughs> of the fittest or whatever, and then. You know. <laughs> oh man, Dude, does I it make you? Does it make you feel like? I think there's this placebo effect that when you get your shot, you become Superman all of a sudden. You're just yeah. like da da da. I jumped off a building, and mm. I'm right here. I'm fine. So. <laughs> I think I'm better than you guys because I haven't gotten my vaccine, so uh... I'm I'm fighting the man. Oof. Are you are you anti-vaccine? No, no, I mean, <laughs> no. no. I'm just lazy. I'm just, just lazy. That's all it is, Jack. Lazy vaccine. Yeah. He's lazy anti-vax. That's like a whole other faction. There's all <laughs> yeah, like the, so the conspiracy lazy. guys, and then there's like the lazy like, ones. Like I choked, told the last guest. So my biggest <laughs> I, thing is like, like my company offers me if I get the vaccine, I can take three days off. But I'm higher up, so I don't want to set that example, right? So my only time to get the vaccine is when I have two days off. But I also don't want to feel like shit on my two days I off. also uh, meant to say it too but we were saying so much in Nick's interview yeah I had um like he said where the state wanted to send them all over I had the same thing I had the state of New Jersey because I signed up on their website and yeah they wanted to send me 45 50 minutes away and in places I didn't even know and so then the other uh, thing that happened was where I work they had extra um uh, doses that day, so that's why I got it. It wasn't like I went out of way, my way to get it. Like I was, right, I was there, and they had it, and I got it. That's so you're you know, lucky. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I kept thinking. I'm like, I don't want to waste a goddamn day off to go drive right? 45 minute, minutes away to get this thing. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a lazy, there's a lazy factor about oh, yeah. that. Well, it was like if I got it yesterday, did I want to be COVID up all and during dude, the show? Like, I, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I would. <laughs> I felt like crap. I had two days off, and I felt like crap. Like, yeah, for the few days. Yeah, I felt weird too. I got sleepy and a sore arm and stuff. And yeah, there's all the anti-vaccine people, and it's just like, well, it's just like, do you want to die or you want to like prove a point or yeah. I don't know. So I I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah, I, I was telling Rob earlier that I had went out to the bar with my mother and her friends, and I guess all her friends are like, you know, Trump supporters, and although they all got vaccinated, but they're also all saying that the vaccine has uh, nanobots in it, and that their arms are magnetic now because they got the vaccine, and I'm like, I don't think What does that true. mean, though? Like, metal sticks, or do they stick to each other? What are, I don't what know. Are, I guess they can put magnets on do their arms? Do you arm? control nanobots? Do, <laughs> yeah. they, do they do stuff for you? I, what is a nanobot? <laughs> I, I or a chip like, i don't I know like i don't I, nanobot maybe isn't what they said i think they said a chip i keep calling a nanobot because oh. robo robocop yeah like a chip like a, a like micro a nacho? Like, like a microchip because the could government just grow nachos that would be the, awesome i the, could just 
the government is tracking everyone that got the vaccine. But they know, couldn't so. track you on your phone. No. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, no, it's this goddamn shot. We could just all start claiming things and like ask for like you know a rebate or support or whatever you know like. <laughs> I'm growing an extra armpit hair. It's crazy. Look at this. This is vaccine in action. I got that. Hey, Slim, I see you got a nice fancy desk there, man. That's cool. The future. The sh- Where do I see my... Where? Our table? You have like a mixing desk with buttons oh. on it and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually a new board, yeah. Jack. Yeah. It's super cool, Jack. He, Does he... it do farts or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so or? it has... Oh. It has to see these buttons here. I could just hit a button. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to turn it on for you. I'm sorry. It's not on. Here we go. See, that's my alarm. Oh, that's nothing. Here we go. He's got Drizz music. Drizz music. It's... Yeah. <laughs> this way I can, so I don't have to wait. Oh, I have, to, I have that. I don't know what that is. That's a default. Oh, yeah. my goodness. The Drizz must be here's, on fleek. He's here's some birds. Crickets or birds? There oh. we go. Ooh, <laughs> that feels clean. Get uh, your dreams come true. Yeah, but it was it was Drizz's idea. He was like, "Y'all slim, you got this new device. You can just be like, yeah, I'm on the phone with the bass guy, and we talking about getting vaccinated and shit. I got vaccinated because I knew that it was the right thing to do. Yeah." The Robin Slim Show. We could have like an effects desk board war. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. That's awesome. Oh, man. Every time I do that, I think like so, I think I'm, someone's going to judge me as being like Carrot Top or something like that. You know, the gimmick. You're getting too heavy with the, with the sound effects, guys. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if I can switch it back to the original. No, I got he rid just of it. he yeah. he just broke it. He all the lights went out, Jack. It's it doesn't work anymore. Uh, Jack, I want to ask you. I saw there's a bird. There's an angry bird that's been attacking you. Well, when you visit your yeah. mom, what what the is- American uh, the red wing blackbird? Uh, you know the blackbird. It's got red wings with like a little yellow strip on the side. Yeah. During their when they're nesting, they're they're very protective of their nest and they swoop down at people. They even have a oh. sign on our boardwalk saying that these birds do that. You know, and uh, you walk this path at your own risk and everything. But they don't do anything. They just sweep down and freak you out. So, oh. But they do attack like four or five times in a row. So I would wear like headphones. I wouldn't want my eardrum punctured. That would be what I would be afraid of a bird doing, like with the beak and stuff. What does the sign say? Does it say just beware of sweeping birds? Uh, protecting uh, It bird just says the, uh, the red winged blackbird is, uh, you know, uh, can be protecting its nest during oh, wow. th- this uh, time and to be aware of your surroundings. That's what it says. It's too much of a, so- uh, of too much wording. I just want a picture of a, yeah, I just want a picture of a bird. Uh, that's uh, it. It's like Buddhism, eh? It's like be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> yeah, no. oh. I just want a bird attacking a little stick figure. Like, that's good enough. (laughs) But they're harmless and it's cute. But no matter what, you get freaked out and you duck. Yeah, I wouldn't want, like, an eagle or or whatever flying around at me. That's an amazing cup you got there, Rob. I remember having cups like that when I was a kid drinking milk. It was Slim's. I got it out of his... Well, the first glass, I grabbed an adult glass. And when I took it out, it just broke in my hand. (laughs) So I think he was trying to set me up with like a broken glass, like in my mouth. But then yeah. this was the only other option I had, Jack. Okay. It was either this or broken glass in my mouth. Yeah. 
It's real. Is this your slim or is this the slambo? No, it's fine. The slambo left. You got to see the. There was one other glass. Hold on. Jack, I'm gonna go is grab it. Slambo still missing in action. Yeah, yeah he's MIA, but his glass, glass is here. Hold on. Wait till you see this. So Rob is going to grab uh, one of the glasses. One of I, I think like four glasses that Slambo had left here. Here we go. This is the only other glass in there. It was Slambo's Metallica glass. And look at the. He drank. This out of is this. proof that he he still exists. His DNA is on the rim. <laughs> Salad. Look, it's actually chipped, but like worn down, like the ocean has worn the edges down. <laughs> That's what his mouth does. He just have <laughs> acid in his like, edges yeah. down, like that. oh man, like glass on a beach. So it was looking down with this dumb Spider-Man one or this broken Metallica one. So yeah, I I kind of wanted the smooth rim. I went for that. I... Uh, Spider-Man's cool. Like you got to Spider-Man's like, alright. Spider-Man's yeah. probably cooler than Met- Metallica. So yeah. the Corona. I'm afraid of the Corona. Virus. I've been washing my hands and I haven't seen anybody in a year. No one's been in my house. People make fun of me. I wear seven masks. But Slambo is a different level. He just literally disappeared. Disappeared, yeah. yeah. He doesn't even reply to my text messages. Yeah. Jack. Like, I don't know if he hates me or if he's just afraid he's going to get COVID he if he replies. probably thinks it's going to, like, yeah, like yeah. come out of the, the earpiece or, or something. <laughs> like, he's. He's a, he's a mess. He's a fucking mess. And like I feel like that excuse is like gonna work because he said what he told us that not only was he uh, afraid of the the virus, he also said his parents weren't allowing him to come do our show till the pandemic was over. Jack, that's and he doesn't live with well, his parents. He's only what thirty seven, right? That that would fly <laughs> if you were like a thirteen year old boy, but uh, he's he's a thirty seven year old man who lives on his own. So yeah, well, I don't. I'm sending my love out to Slambo anyway. So <laughs> send him good vibes. Do you want me to it text him and tell him you're sending out fear, it's, fear itself will scare you, right? So if you get scared of like, oh my God, I'm going to die, it just amplifies. And I know the feeling and you're just in the store trying to get bananas and you think you're going to die and then you wash everything and but life is exhausting. Slambo also was the guy who would uh, box people in the backyard. He wasn't afraid of anything, but all of a sudden he was afraid. He was afraid. Because it's like this one little, little tiny molecule that will kill you, right? Yeah. So. yeah. I'm going to text him right now, Jack. I'm going to say uh, he's uh, just- base guy sends you his love he used to smear raw meat on himself in the bathtub for us he did a lot of things but yeah i remember seeing that on instagram yeah there was like you guys and he had stuff all over him and it was uh, it was gross like it's like an alien scene or something uh that that is like the fourth text message i've i've sent slambo in the past year and i haven't gotten any replies so let's see Uh, we'll see we'll see what 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 the reply is um dude i want to ask as far as bases go uh, you've been playing for a long time. Uh, does any make and model make a difference? I'm not really like a gear person. I'm kind of like the opposite. Someone sent me a video uh, yesterday of a guy playing, you know, pe- drummers play like buckets when they're busking. They just hit the buckets and they can be world class, but yeah. not putting down gear, but I'm not a gear person. But I do like Yamaha because it's kind of like affordable and like precision. So like if you buy one good bass, I'm not even joking, it costs like nine grand. So nine or ten grand for one base. A Yamaha, you can get it for like four or five hundred bucks. And it, it, my one, I bought for I don't know six hundred bucks, like about twenty years ago, and it plays the same way I bought it awesome. that long ago. You know, it's crazy. So I like Yamaha. Yeah, they make good stuff. And I've heard too uh, with a regular guitar, people saying strings make a difference. Is that the same case with the bass? Uh, strings. I put on new strings on my guitar for the first time in three years today, and it makes all the difference in the world. 
And because I've always been a bit poor in that, I know how to fix things. So I know how to like, I sand my, my frets and my neck and I adjust and I polish and I put it all together. So it's really, I've always considered my guitar. I've had the same two or three guitars for 25 years. And I, I, I consider them like uh, lightsabers. You got to fix them and repair them. And you can only use that one for your whole life. That's awesome. Steve, That's a good like way to Steve be. Ray Vaughan had one shitty guitar his whole life. So. <laughs> I like that though. I like, yeah, not, not, not wasting uh, money on, on a, a million different ones. And that is cool to be able to maintain uh, something yeah. to keep it going. The, the frame of the equipment, though, equipment is an art itself. So yeah, do you use pedals too? I've been getting into it a lot lately. I've collected some from over the years. Like I got my dad's guitar pedal, uh, a limiter from 1981. That's I have awesome. one from like 1989, and and, and I've all the, and I hooked them all together, and now I've got like about ten pedals. And on my show, sometimes people uh, instead of like tipping. Uh, they'll go and get something on a, I made a wish list this year and people started buying me strings and pedals and stuff. So I've got a whole bunch of new toys to play with. It's fun. Cool. That's cool. Hey, I, I also, um, what was, what were we talking about before the show slim? Um, uh, that to get on for next season, uh, Twitch. Are you on Twitch, Jack? Yeah, I'm on Twitch now. Almost a year. Would you recommend it? Yeah, for like for gamers, I guess like it makes sense. But right. for musicians, they have a music section, and uh, there's all these points and balloons that pop up. And I'm not really into that stuff, like you know all the little gimmicks. Yeah. But the quality is like good, even better than YouTube. The quality's stable. Cool, because I've had a few people like really suggest it and say that that we would do really good on there. So uh, yeah, I, I figure maybe over the summer we could figure out how to uh, broadcast on there too. You know what I think Twitch does though? Twitch gets it, it kind of politely fends off people who don't know how to use computers. Ah. So like if, if you use Twitch, you got to kind of know what you're doing and it's intuitive, but you got to, you can't be lazy. You can't just sit there and like, how do I send a picture? You, you have to know what you're doing. And then that all of a sudden, everyone there is kind of like computer literate. <laughs> Slim is uh, smart as hell with computers though. So yeah, I don't know. I also do. the program I use, I think just has a Twitch button. So ah. I think that will there you go. You just... <laughs> there you go. Just press that one button. And <laughs> yeah. One million viewers. <laughs> I always thought Twitch was like you said, for gamers. And I, I, I for a lo the longest time I thought to be on Twitch, you had to be, streaming a game yeah like even if you were like doing a podcast like i've seen people where they would do a podcast but you can also watch them playing a video game as they're talking about something unrelated to the video game as long as there's some kind of video game footage so there. you gotta always play a game there son yeah yeah no it, it's it's uh got music now and i think it used to be like that and when you join you have to go through all these hoops of different levels and different tiers and you got to add things and then like both for the viewers and the creator and it's wow. like you got to you got to do certain things before you're accepted to the cult ah. and, then, uh, and then i got into it but then i kind of got sick of jumping through hoops so now i just kind of go live and just chat and that's it so it does it sounds like a lot a lot of uh, maintenance yeah, because it's kind of like we're in a world where it's like TikTok, 10-second videos, and everything has to be instant, and you have to talk. It's almost like it's, that's the problem is when you when you go live as a musician or whatever, it's like the, the, the 
the audience comes first now in the world. And nobody <laughs> so it's wants. Like the, the, the person who's making the conversation or the topic, or he could be a, a you know a physicist, or uh, it could be a guy from aquarium or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. The audience is like, I'm talking to you. Answer me. And it's all about the audience now. And nobody wants like a half hour. They want, like you said, like 40 seconds. That's, that's all. They want to. They yeah. want to see something. So I try not to go into my negative like spiral. But yeah, yeah I think like everything. I think we're we're we've uh, we're creating a world of narcissists out there it's just it's just like look at me and look at my stomach and in <laughs> 10 seconds and 8 billion viewers it does nothing make sense anymore it's just madness we got to get slim on tiktok we got to yeah. or the driz the driz could do like a twerking video or something i think get us all a lot of new viewers with his skills but it's all good it's yeah, all good it is Oh man, what do you got? When do you, when is your next show? When is the next Base Guy show? The next Base Guy show is in forty minutes. Whoa! I didn't know you did it. Minutes. I, I thought you did like an early afternoon one. I didn't know you, you did an. Oh yeah, one. we haven't talked in a while. I I did the day show for seven years straight without missing any shows, pretty much. And then uh, my viewers I said try night, try night. So then I've started to do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, nine oh. to like eleven or midnight. Cool. Do, do you what do you notice a difference in like energy or anything like that? Because I like the later spot. I was hoping people would be drunk and then it doesn't matter what I do and people would tip and it's a little bit better like that. So yeah. cool. And colorful lights like blue lights and red lights and oh, and all that. Yeah, but, you always do the window and stuff too. So like yeah, I could totally imagine it being. But totally it's the different. same thing. I've been doing this for thirty three years, music, and I put my whole life into it. I've been doing live streaming for seven years and i go on and i usually get about five live viewers and then i look at someone else who's on who will be male or female or either and they're good looking and they have like more viewers than i like have followers so they'll have like seven eight hundred live viewers and i'll have three and after like seven years it's like okay i, I quit <sighs> but i'm still doing it yeah and you are good looking though jack i won't take that away from you you're you're well, easy on the eyes. Much. No problem, yeah, my friend. <laughs> Dude, it's always great talking to you, man. Thanks so much. You're as old as the person you feel. Ah, I, I don't feel Get anybody, it? though. I'm... <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Everything, Everything's fine, Rob. I'm trying not to be negative, but it's so easy these days. Everything's right. crazy. Especially if you go on the internet or watch the news, it's like they want you. They want you to be negative. They yeah. Want, like. Yeah. Uh, but lately, I have like I got a little garden and I look at the birds and I read a book and I I just look at a tree and I'm like, you know what? This is it. This is this is it. And I'm like, this is pretty awesome. This is cool. That's cool. Maybe adopt some kids. Get some kids up in the his house. <laughs> I, my my back hurts. Say I have a I have spinal damage, so anything an investment in anything, yeah. I can't even take care of the the bird feeder, let alone children. So. I was gonna say it would be funny to have like a new show with like six kids running around the back and like. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. Three kids and a and a bass guy. Three I feel like the only guy. one that doesn't have kids, actually. So. <laughs> Some don't have kids. I don't have kids. I got three of them, and they're they're awesome. But yeah, I wouldn't say Russian nice. have kids. It's a lot of work. A lot of work, dude. 
actually when I was younger, I'm 47, but when I was like 20 to 25, I worked as a, a teacher and I took uh, care of kindergarten kids and out of school care clubs. And I worked really closely with children for a long time. So and you know. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I did art with them and everything. So I got to like enjoy it and then go home after. Yeah, that's it. That's the, the that's the best part of it. Like, yeah, when you, when you got them to live with them, then you're, you, they're our home. They, they don't. They don't go anywhere. Kids love music, eh? Like anytime <laughs> if I'm playing guitar, yes. their eyes light up and they dance and they move. It's just like a natural phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One time uh, my, when my oldest son was a baby, anytime I played uh, a certain Weezer song, he'd throw his arms up. He always wanted to be held and he wanted me to hold him while, while the song played. I think it was Troublemaker. And he loved oh, cool. He just loved that song. Jack, we got to sure wrap did. it up, dude. It's been, it's been a blast. Where can everybody find you? Uh, well, my website is BassGuyShow.com. It's B-A-S-S, not the fish, but the guitar. Not so the BassGuyShow.com. And if you go there, there's the first button there will take you live to my stream tonight, which is around 9, 9.30 tonight. So that's it, BassGuyShow.com every uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. It, Jack, if Slambo uh, replies to me, I will uh, forward it to you. Ah. All right. Awesome. And I, I, oh, I still do Frankie on Wednesday in private. We do an interview and it's on my YouTube now too. Cool. So if you go to baseguyshow.com, you'll see today's interview with Frankie McDonald. He was on fleek today. Ah, I saw, I did watch today's. I saw that earlier. Yeah, he's good. Can so you, love you guys. Hey, thanks for having me and everything. You, you guys too, rock. And uh, I hope I wasn't too boring or annoying or anything. You're always awesome, dude. And yeah, like, thanks again. Thanks again for always coming on over right. the years. You're always a great, a great guy to yeah, have I, on. I gotta go, guys. My 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 lift is coming, so. Yeah, I'll be there in a second, Larry. Okay, take care, guys. <laughs> Hello, Rob and Slim Show, and we are on with Tony Viagra, the gangster of comedy. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Tony? How did the presidential campaign go? Oh, it looked like shit, man. But uh, I want to tell you, I'm working on the 2024. I was going to ask. All right. How, what, what, what are you going to be your like running, running things, running points? What, what do you got to do when you're running? I don't know. My running points are going to be that, uh, you know, we have a big problem with climate change. We got big mm -hmm. problems with uh, affordable uh, drugs for senior citizens. Right. We have uh, the infrastructure problems, and yeah. uh, and my uh, my platform is going to be. I don't have a fucking clue what do that fucking bullshit. Uh, that's my platform, but uh, I will ensure that the federal government legalizes weed. Weed. That'll be my platform. It's already legal though weed. in in Jersey. It's recreationally yeah legal. Yeah, well, I'm not in Jersey, but I mean <laughs> the federal government has not legalized weed. Yeah, that's true, uh, which means. That's true. Pardon the, me? That's true. The, have not. the feds yeah. need to. to in my, in my up. fucked up state, has not legalized weed either. And, but, and uh, so I'm going to get the bumper stickers made up soon. Uh, you know, it's never too soon to start. Uh, I'm going to come out with more of a, a more aggressive campaign this time uh, than last time. And uh, see if I can blow smoke up everybody's ass. Uh, before the next election. Uh, and um, so, yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, somebody said to me, are, are you, 
you know, I was, I was just set in New York City, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, at the Broadway Comedy Club. Nice. And, uh, yeah. I had, how the fuck did they call it the Broadway Comedy Club? It's on 53rd Street. That's what I don't understand. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who did uh, you perform with, Tony? Uh, pardon me? Who did you perform with? Uh, well, uh, me and uh, some other people. I honestly don't know their names. Uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm the only one on the show that who I know. You're the only one that matters. Uh, yeah. That you don't need them, and you, you're you're the well, only one that shines. Yeah, well, it was you know it was so good to be back on stage live after 14 months absence from live. I mean, I've done like 200 Zoom shows, but uh, so great to be back on stage live and and see all those ugly fucking faces. It was great, man. It was awesome. <laughs> did you get vaccinated? Of course, of course I did. I, I wouldn't be there if I hadn't been vaccinated. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. How I, about you? How about you? I got it done, Slim. Still, I haven't got the vaccine. He's yet. holding out for the. What's the... up, Slim? What's up, man? I, What's I, up? I'm waiting until you're the president. Then I'm gonna get the vaccine. Whoa! Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Big reveal. I, I, I think that's a reasonable expectation. I appreciate that. <laughs> I respect that. I think that's a really good judgment. Holding out. He's holding, holding out, out for Tony Viagra. That's president. gonna when you're sworn in. I'm just gonna be like, this is for Tony Viagra, and I'm then get the vaccine. Up, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. and yeah, he's gonna be shooting up, right? Yeah. Right in your uh, inauguration. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah. well, I wouldn't uh, be vaccinated if it uh, wasn't Robert's, for Tony Viagra. Yeah, and Rob is going to be my press secretary when I'm president, too. You so you know that. Hell yeah. And, uh, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready to pounce. Hell yeah. How, what, did yeah. You, what did you stimulate with your stimulus checks, Tony? What did I stimulate? Yeah, well, I got news for you. You know, uh, you know people are worried that there's going to be an insurrection. And I'm worried that I'm going to have an erection. You know, I'm at the point in my life where the only thing gets hard are my arteries. <laughs> Not even when you're sleeping, though. Sometimes you wake up and it's like, hey, how you doing, buddy? It's like, hey, it's like, man, it's like, uh, it's like I'm 67 years old, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, things just, uh, uh, things are just really fucked up. Uh, and, you know, and... Uh, Blood pressure medication, all this other bullshit, and uh, you know, it's uh, I may as well like go to a fucking monastery. I mean, that's where things are right now. Go to a fucking monastery, really. Oh man, that's not that's a that's not a that's a downer. That's not a joke. It is a downer. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> oh, my my uh, crazy toxic uh, fucking former girlfriend. I mean, she left me again, Whoa. Not again. She'll be not back the first time. She'll be back. She'll be back, yeah. Yeah. She knows she'll be back. Yeah, she she always comes back. She's just like General Herpes. She always comes back. And and yeah, she'll be back. And uh yeah, let's let's hope that this is the one time she never comes back. But uh <laughs> I'm always the optimist. And I'll find some other you know me, I'll find some other toxic fucking bitch to to turn my life upside down. I always I'm a I'm a master of that. There's plenty of them. Yeah. yeah, they're all over there. I know. They're, there's they're there's no shortage. There's, no. There's no shortage, let me tell you. <laughs> so it's a fucking magnet. I'm a magnet for them. I'm a magnet for the, the psycho bitches. I'm your magnet. 
I'm guessing yeah. it's to the point where if you find a girl that doesn't turn your world upside down, you just dump her. Yeah, you're, that doesn't <laughs> right, you're do just it. like, nope. no, yeah, fuck that. I don't want that bullshit. I'm like drama. Give me some drama, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got no drama. Get the hell out of here, man. I don't want fucking drama. Tell me about your fucking cocaine habit, your alcoholism. Tell me about that shit, man. I like drama. Give me some yeah. drama, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. That's some gangster yeah. shit. That's some <laughs> yeah, goddamn gangster, gangster shit. Yeah. yeah. Gangster shit, because I, I am a gangster comedy. You right. know that. And yeah. I'm just a gangster bitch. That's you it. know, I need a gangster bitch. Uh-uh. You want I some girl gangster. that's like, Tony, I'm going to marry you and I'm never going to leave you. You're going to be like, going, what is this shit? We're going to church everywhere. Yeah, I've heard that nah. bullshit before. Yeah. I've heard that bullshit before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I need man. a gangster bitch. <laughs> I need a gangster bitch. Yes. But I'm still a first girl, you old skank. <laughs> Tony, are you doing a podcast now, or just like a Zoom show? No, I'm on your I'm on your podcast. That's a podcast. I'm no, I, I just yeah. keep He's doing a podcast right now. Different people. Uh, I do nice. like uh, Alex Starr. I've done his Zoom show many times. He's a great comedian in New York City uh, and DC. I've done his Zoom shows many times. Uh, I've been on Tanya Cooper's uh, Zoom shows. Uh, she's a very great comedian in New York. Nice and. Uh, so I get to uh, network and meet some really great comedians through the pandemic, through Zoom shows. I met some really great comedians all over the country and in Canada, too. Nice. And uh, so, you know, now, uh, you know, I've gotten gotten uh, my name around and people got to see me. So now a lot more people can't stand me than before <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> I heard you got a shout out on the Doug Stanhope podcast pretty recently. Yes, I did. Well, I opened for Doug Stanhope. Yeah. I opened for Doug. Yeah. And uh, that that was great. That's that cool. was really great. Opening for Doug was awesome. It was surreal, and uh, it was great. It was beyond great. I mean, Stan Stepper for the six hundred people, yeah, who, who actually thought I was funny. I mean, it was awesome. And and uh, yeah, they love him. I mean, his crowd is my crowd. But yeah, then he he went on his podcast, uh, Doug Stanhope podcast three thirty four. In case anyone's interested. And they said what a, what an idiotic fucking asshole I am. But you know, I appreciated that because. <laughs> Because he was saying my name on a national podcast. He was saying my name. And I said, I don't give a fuck what you say as long as you say my name. Oh, man. I didn't say know my... he said that. That's kind of fucked up. That was a good. I mean, Doug was awesome. Yeah. Was man. He, he left me open for him. He paid me. He bought all my booze. Uh, wow. his, his manager said, man, he said, all your booze is on us. Drink as much as you want. Whatever you want. Uh, paid me. Uh, left me open. Yeah, it, was, it was surreal. It was fantastic. He took Stan Hope. Is great. That's cool. Uh, was I will perform again someday? I have no idea. I hope I do, but who knows? But yeah, yeah. it was awesome. It was a high point of my comedy career by far. Nice. It was. And who, Tony, who is Shithead Fred? Who's Shithead Fred? Oh, Shithead Fred. Oh, yes. Yeah, you watched the video? I did. What? Yeah, well, I'm uh, on the show. Uh, you know, Puppet the Psycho Dwarf, you probably heard of him. He was uh, one of the Jackass movies and. Uh, the midget and the comedian, and uh, he started a show called the Lockdown Living Room Comedy Show, and he, he thought Tony was funny, and he made me one of the comedians on his show, and and then uh, poor Puppet last September just dropped dead with a heart attack, and uh, it was devastating. But we kept the show going, and uh, I work with a really great guy that does the technical in the show. His name is Terry Bell out in Illinois, great guy. And uh, some things happened, and I said, hey, Terry, how about if I do a video, uh, Shithead Fred? I said, would you like that? And he said, I would like that a lot. So I did that video. I got an idea, uh, Shithead Fred. And uh, so it was, it was for the Lockdown Living Room Comedy Show. And uh, 
I know Terry loved it, and That's I great. got some good feedback on it. And I did. I said to other videos I did, like uh, where I did comedian Bob Hopeless over in North Korea. Did I send you that video that I did? Uh, I'll send to you. I did. Did you get that video? I'm comedian Bob Hopeless entertaining the troops over in Pyongyang, North Korea. I did not did I see that. that I didn't see that one, Tony. I don't. Not that I know. Well, I got to send that to you. Cool. And then I got I did another one where. Um, I'm Frank Purdue for Purdue Pharma and Percocet. Did I send you that one? No. Frank Purdue for Percocet. Yeah, Frank Purdue for Purdue Pharma and Percocet. Yeah, I did that one. That got a lot of good feedback on that one. Nice. Yeah. I love Shanette Fred. He's got places to go. He's always, he's got to, he's got to get somewhere, I think. Yeah, he's, he's in a hurry to light his fucking cigar. I know. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. in a big fucking hurry. I know. Yeah. I get these. I do lots of characters, actually. Besides, awesome. I do lots of characters. In fact, I'm doing one uh, soon. I have, you know, I have. If I get around getting gear and do it, I'm doing a, a, a one a, a Senator Mitch McConnell for the for the McConnell Home Heating System. I'm going to do that. I have the whole idea down, and I have the I have uh, I have the voice down, and all that other shit. I got to do that video, and I got to do another one. I got to do another one where uh, uh, I'm doing. I'm going to do a TV commercial for personal injury attorney. Uh, uh, don't don't just keep this between the trees. But I, I happen to be an attorney. I saw uh, that. I, I was going to ask, how long have you been an attorney? Too long, <laughs> too fucking long. Man, I had no idea until I I just saw that recently that you were I, yeah, I, too I, fucking long. Wow. What's what's? Have you ever had somebody come to you that you're just like, I cannot represent you. I, there's no way you're R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have yeah, like an R. Kelly or anyone come <laughs> come to you? <laughs> no wish. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, uh, I'm focusing on stand up. Uh, my passion, uh, where, I mean, my goal a long time ago was, I mean, you know, I went to, you know, law school at night, my well, work to put myself to law school a long time ago. That was, you know, I wanted to do that and I did it. It was hell, but I did it. And, wow. and, you know, I got that out of my system and <laughs> my, I mean, my passion is stand up comedy. And that law school was, was my, my training ground for stand up comedy. That's where they taught me to be a stand up comedian was in law school. Dude. And, so yeah, that was you, a good part. It, it's like you're standing in front of a, a crowd. Yeah, you have to, you have to uh, w win or or whatever. You know, win them over. Like, yeah, I feel like that's that's yeah. definitely uh, goes or, hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, or just doing all, all that trial work. Even you know, doing trial work you know, without a jury. You know, it's that's a great training for stand up comedy. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a great way to get exposure. And so I exposed myself, and it didn't go over well. But <laughs> it. Yeah, that's that's where I learned it. But my yeah. focus, one hundred percent, is stand-up comedy. I mean, and I actually, uh, through the pandemic, I actually was a job, got a job as a public defender because I I was really excited about doing criminal defense because I love trial work. I love trial work, and uh, and then because of COVID, uh, the job disappeared and they put took the job away, and and so I lost a job uh, because of COVID. I lost a job, but wow. hey, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. And, uh, you know, and I guess the setup comedy is my passion and it really is and my obsession. And, uh, let's see, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, uh, oh, headlining a show. Oh, uh, two weeks, uh, Thursday, June 24th at the coffee King in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. It's Nate Mark's show. I'm going to be the headlining mm. comedian, headliner comedian there. Cool. So tell all your, tell all your, all your cowboys and cowgirls out there to stop by. Uh, it's an out, I think it's an outdoor show. It's an Emmaus, two weeks from tomorrow night. Shows, there's music and comedy. 
Cool. Both. So uh, tell all your tell all your buckaroos out there to stop by and and Tony's a headliner and That's awesome. uh, and see if he can get thrown out of that place like he's gotten <laughs> thrown out of other places. We'll see. That's the real challenge. Have you Tony ever been thrown, thrown out of it? Have you ever been thrown out of a show, Tony? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I have. Wow. Yeah, I have. Yeah, because you know, you know, it's fucked up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, a couple times. I mean, it's all did I tell you about back. the time that I, I went? I was doing. Uh, I'll tell you a story real quick. Uh, I know our time is limited, and I don't want to go. My but uh, somebody reached out to me a couple of years ago on uh, on the internet. Do I want to do a stand up at at his wife's surprise birthday party at this restaurant? I said, Well, of course. Uh, you know, I said, But you know, I'm you know I'm over the edge, and I even sent an old video, and you know, I say some bad words, all that shit, and oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's all adults. That's cool. Okay, fine. And so, you know, agreed on the price. It was a local restaurant, so, you know, I kind of didn't charge him much because it was right here. Okay, so they had a birthday party. Go to the restaurant, walk in the back, to talk to the husband, and the husband's sitting there, and the husband is a she who looks like a he. I don't give a fuck. And the first thing she says is, no gay jokes. I said, I don't do gay jokes. Okay. So then she said, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Steve from work. I said, okay, I'm your friend Steve from work. You must work in a fucking mental hospital. Okay. So all these, all these fed ugly lesbian couples come marching in. I don't give a fuck. I respect everybody. You know, I don't care. And, and she goes, my friend Steve for work. You know, and then, and then, and then the surprise birthday girl comes in with this, this like this, this really fat, ugly fucking heifer. And, she, and she's wearing, and she's wearing this, this like this big uh, ribbon on her front, you know, like, yeah. like in a beauty pageant. You know, they wear that like, big fucking ribbon across their front. Like a, yeah. and she's wearing something. I don't know. It's a birthday tower, some shit on. I don't know what it is. That's what it should have said. And and then and then uh, the husband, the husband. I mean, here we are. I'm, I'm already, I'm already, we're already in Fellini Circus by now. Let's face it. And then the husband introduces me. He goes, "Oh, here's Tony Wagner." And they're all sitting around. And I start doing my material. About ten minutes into my set, somebody taps me on the shoulder, and I look over. Here's the surprise birthday girl. And I said to her, "I said two over the edge," and she said, "I'm over the edge." And then. And then uh, uh, the husband pointed at me and said, "You leave now." And I said, "I said, can I have another beer?" And she said, "Yeah." So I I, I did a, a left face. I did a left face and marched out of the room and went to the bar, got into the beer, and left. Uh, left uh, and uh, uh, somewhat. Uh, uh, I guess as uh, as uh, a <laughs> I wasn't demoralized because <laughs> I thick skin, but and, that, that, and I got paid too. But what really sucked though was the husband went on the internet after that show and trashed me to shit for oh. doing exactly what I told the husband I was going to do. Oh yeah, and just because yeah, the wife was pissed off. Yeah, so to save face, had to trash me to shit. For doing exactly what I told husband I was going to do. Exactly what I, and you know, you, no, I you said. Conscious. You sent a video. And that really sucked. Yeah, that does suck. It really does, piece of fucking shit. Yeah, it does. And yeah. I said it with kindness and respect. I do. And, yeah. And, uh, but I'm, you know, like, uh, you know, what the fuck? And, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm making, uh, you know, opening new ground for other comedians to follow me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're paving the road, Tony. I'm paving the road. Yeah. yeah. Running for president, yeah, doing it all. Yeah, just, 
just like I'm paving the the opening in the Red Sea, you know, with the parts again, you know. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right, Tony. The gangster of comedy. That's who I am. <laughs> you know, and his gangster comedy is looking for gigs. He's looking for gigs. So if anybody's running in a comedy show where they want some really over the edge adult comedy, was, somebody was really funny, reach out to me. I'm on Facebook and Facebook Messenger and uh, uh, what the fuck else? I'm on Instagram. So reach out to me and uh, uh, and uh, uh, we can hook up and uh, I'll, I'll do your gig. Nice. And uh, and you'll probably never fucking talk to me ever again after that. But hey, that's okay. That's okay. As long as I get laughs, you know. If anybody, you know, not sure, go on YouTube and check out Tony Fagger. He's on YouTube, and then you'll see. Hey, this they'll, is exactly what we want. They'll never we forget. We want a gangster. Damn right. They need them. They don't even. They maybe they don't even know. But once they see, they'll know they need the gangster. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah. Something like you don't know you need it until you see it. Yup. Right? Or you got it, and it itches, and it burns a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I don't know. Drink, drink a tequila? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know. Yeah. You know, All I know is I Tony psychic, Viagra 2024. Go ahead. Go ahead. He was I, all I said is all I know is Tony Viagra 2024. There you go, you got it. And, uh, <laughs> and when the bumper stickers come out, Rob and Slim will receive Tony Viagra 2024 bumper stickers. Slim has. I'm also going to work on his car. I'm also going to work on uh, getting uh, uh, Tony Viagra T-shirts. I'm going to start working on Tony Viagra because I wear a Tony Viagra T-shirt uh, occasionally. People. They're always complimenting me about how cool it is, and they'd like to have one. So I'm going to work on that too. Tony Viagra T-shirts. Yes, get a whole and, shop uh, going, a whole store. T- Tony Viagra, I did. I did have your bumper sticker on my car, and I've had several friends who asked me like, "Who who is Tony Viagra?" And I go, "Who is Tony Viagra? Tony Viagra is the man who is going to save this country, the world, you no, know, the world, the world, world. who's going to save this world, the world, so you the fucked wor- up, son. the world." <laughs> That's why they voted for, for Trump. <laughs> oh man, Slim got it wrong. He always gets it wrong, Tony. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So did anybody, did anybody uh, vandalize your car over that bumper sticker? I hope not. No. Where's that car now? Is it in a a lot or where? Is uh, my cousin, our old old like our oh. first. Third Mike has it. <laughs> the cousin he fired, Tony. He, he, used to, he used to have a cousin yeah. that did his show with us, and he fired his own cousin. Yeah. That's that's gangster, oh, Tony. That's he yeah. slims the gangster podcasts. It must be it must be a story behind that. Man, he, he sucked. Uh, his cousin sucked. Uh, well, you know, you know, family. You know, this crazy family bullshit. Everybody has that. Yeah, you know. So keep keep your family away from your creative projects. Yeah. Don't let them get yeah. their well, digs in. Well, I'm fortunate. I guess I'm divorced, and all my my family they're all dead. So I guess I don't. I guess I'm safe. You're in the right position. Hey, to, you can bring them yeah. into your comedy, right? Like their corpses. Yeah. You can no, display you don't. them during yeah. your no, show. No, I focus on. I focus on. Uh, <laughs> it's a certain extent. I focus on the failed marriage, uh, and uh, uh, my uh, uh, un un. Uh, <laughs> 
less than less than appropriate dating experiences. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of material right there, you know. That's like, a lot. You know, I, I, I knew, you know, I do have a new girlfriend. You know, did I tell you about that? I have a new girlfriend no. named Stars, but I call her Dottie because she has big dots on her arms from stage four skin cancer. So I oh. took her to the beach, and and. Uh, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait for the hysterics to stop on that one, and then. <laughs> I love that you knew. You knew what time it was. Oh and God. then you know, you know, Robin Slim. You know, if I was a psychic, <laughs> and I knew that an airplane was going to crash, I'd buy a round trip ticket for my ex-wife. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking around. You can't say that. That's not right. I can't say that. I'd buy her a one-way ticket, and you know. You know, I wish my ex-wife only the best. I want her to have the best. The best of everything. The best chemotherapy. The best artificial limbs. The best wheelchair. Only the best. <laughs> Tony, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. Thank Tony. you so much for talking to us, dude. Oh, it was a pleasure, man. It's so great to be back with Robin Slim. We will definitely have to oh, do it again great, soon. Where can everybody find you? They can find me. Of course, I'm on Facebook, uh, where my last name is mispronounced because Facebook has a hair up their ass about the word Viagra. So there's an extra A. There's a V-A-G-A-R-A on Facebook. So if you're searching for me on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram. And uh, you can also uh, email me at TonyVagraComedy at gmail.com. And... Uh, I'll be at in Emmaus uh, two weeks from tomorrow night. People can find me there. Uh, Emmaus, and then let's see. The White House. I think the 24. The 26th, June 26th, sorry, not June 26th. I think I'm going to be, pretty sure going to be at uh, the Greenwich Village Comedy Club in Manhattan uh, <clears throat> at 6 p.m. Awesome. 6 p.m. show. I'll be there. Very good, so, Tony. Yeah, where else? I got some other gigs coming up in July, too. But And let's see. Uh, I don't you know, live shows are just opening up now. You know, it's just starting to open up, and so gigs are starting to sorry, slowly starting to come in. Cool. And but uh, you know, if anybody does uh, prefer that I do stand up at a at a lesbian wedding, I'm open to it. He's, he's done it. Close the door on. I haven't shut the door on got, that. You got experience. You've 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 done it before. Yes, You'll do. do it again, Tony. Yes, I do. You'll get on that horse. I have experience. Damn. Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, I must uh, hear uh, Doug Stanhope talk about Tony. It's Doug Stanhope Podcast 334. Mm. And uh, check it out. Check and, it out. Uh, that's the one where, yeah. Yeah, it was all good. And uh, yeah, and the pandemic was great, though, because I, I wrote tons of new material, did tons of Zoom shows, and networked with lots of new comedians, and worked my material like a maniac. So actually, there was a good side to the pandemic. There was a good side. The other good size, I didn't croak. I guess that's the best part. I didn't croak. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we gotta, we all gotta move on, man. But, yeah. Everybody, reach out. Check out Tony Bagger. Of course, he's on YouTube. Mm. So you can check him out, you know. Uh, no risk way to check out Tony Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Yo, that's why you guys gotta check out Tony Viagra. No risk. It's like when you wear a condom, no risk. 
It's like when you get vaccinated, no risk. It's like when you punch a man in the face and he might not be the same color as you, no risk. Like, yeah, yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, you speak in my language, Tony Viagra. We gotta let you go. Love you, Tony. Okay, cool. Have a good one. You too. Bye. You too. Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Yo, yo, Mr. Jack Brickhouse. Yeah, yeah, what's up, fellas? How what's are you? Up, we're doing great, brother. How are you? And and is coffee with us? Oh, and you, you know it. Absolutely know I'm with you. What's going on? Damn. Clem. You guys are. Yo, Rob, guys. what's up, baby? Prepared, what's up, dude? Damn. How you guys been? It's it's, it's always great. It's yeah. always great hearing those voices. Oh my god, dude, it's, it's it's been too long, man. God damn. It was uh it was May. It was May. I was looking it up. It was May of last year. Oh, so yeah. I think we were just inside of uh of the COVID thing and we did the show. Wow. Yeah. Based I, off of our tech story. It was towards the end, I remember. It was towards the end. Yeah. Uh you guys are still doing your show, uh calling audibles, correct? We are yes, 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 we are. We are we're on the season season two. Uh it's man. Dude, you know what? I absolutely haven't. I indulged so much in 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 2020 that I totally forgot what we were on. I I thought I hadn't talked to you guys in like three years. Dude, 2020 <laughs> was like dog years. That was like it's seven been years, so long, man. It's Dude, long. you know you know how it is, man. When you got like your cousins, when they're like your favorite cousins. Like you got your favorite family, and you haven't spoke to them in a while. I was like, dude, I saw you like six months ago. It's like, yeah, no shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, but, man, I, I kind of miss you. What, dude, what was that <laughs> no year? No homo. Are, that, yeah, no homo. What was that year, though, man? What the fuck was that, man? That was some, some crazy-ass shit. It was, it was insane, bro. It, it literally was insane. Uh, I, you know what's even crazier, though? What's even crazier is... The world. I don't. I don't know about out there where you guys are at, but back here in the Midwest, it's like it, nothing happened. Oh, nothing happened. We're getting to that and point. I, We're getting to where it, like well, no masks, everything's opening back. I feel like it's yeah, a I've been watching UFC fights and seeing arenas filled with people with no masks. NBA playoffs, no masks, just people walking around. And then they got like, oh yeah, if you got the vaccine, you're good. You can walk in with no mask. They're not even. They don't even have anybody by the door. Like, yo, yeah, let me yeah, see your yeah, vaccine yeah. card. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nothing. Yes. I know. There's definitely the ones rolling the dice. I feel like there's gonna be one last surge of it, and it's gonna be the the people, the idiots with no mask that didn't get let me vaccinated. Tell you, something. you can't trust people to be safe. Listen. We all know about STDs, and there's people out here still not wearing condoms. Still good. Okay? Yeah. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Okay? So with this mask shit, I really don't trust people. Because with a condom, you don't see when I wear a condom. And I, you don't know if I'm not having safe sex. But with a mask, you absolutely have to go, uh, I don't know if this guy is safe or not. And you don't know. That, that, that's humans. Humans are horrible. We are horrible. Absolutely yes. horrible. Yes. So, so I expected as soon as in Jersey that they said, okay, it's okay to not wear a mask. I assumed everyone was going to drop their mask. But being in the retail business, it's been like a 50-50 a split. 50-50, and I do see sometimes where it's like a man and a woman, and one of them have the yeah, mask on. So I've I'm assuming like the one got the vaccine and the other didn't. Yeah. Because if one is doing the right thing, 
Like I, I think, and that just lets you know the dynamic of their relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know that you, you can absolutely, you can absolutely step to his chick in front of him, and I mean, you might be risking him being upset, but if you catch her like coming out the bathroom real quick, you could probably get a number. Let me tell you something, dog. Like that, their relationship. If if you can't agree with your partner on whether you should wear a mask, I'm wearing my mask. Well, I'm not, Susan. <laughs> Well, guess what? They're almost over anyway. Susan she got the mouth out. out. She got and the Susan, mouth out. You know where she's going. Is having unsafe sex. This <laughs> <laughs> is hypocritical people. Whoever doesn't have the mask, you're getting a blowjob from. That's <laughs> yeah. that's all I know, guys. <laughs> uh, How you guys doing, man? Good. Well, I, I, so I was listening. I was listening. So Slambo's still not back. Like, what the fuck is going on? I with don't know. Dude? He won't even reply to my text. I think text. he had left, right? But it, when we called last time, I think you guys were going through some shit. Like, what happened? Oh, uh, dude, I think it was just the years of berating him, making yeah. him do the bits. And also, he never grew. I think at one point I called him out. I'm like, dude, in four years, you haven't grown as a person. And he didn't like that. He didn't Damn. like hearing that. So, Jesus. Yeah. That's, t- that's, that's tough to say. That, hey, listen, that's tough love. That's yeah. tough love, and you gotta have tough skin to be able to deal with that. Brickhouse hits me with tough love all the time, and I'm I'm dead inside because of it. I'm totally desensitized now. He can tell me anything, and I'm okay. But when somebody tells you, "Dude, you haven't grown in four years," hey, yeah, right. Yeah. That's a whole high school career. That's a college yes. diploma. I remember I heard that from a high school teacher, and I was like, whoa, I got to get my shit together. Uh, and I didn't. <laughs> I, I got my shit together, but Slambo didn't. So, Kofi, I've called Slambo my best friend since, like, high school. We met when we were, like, 14. Yes. And after he left this show, he won't even reply to my test. That's that's like, I've, like I've, I've, I've texted him about. Shit. I've only texted him, like, three times that is usually show stuff. Of like, hey, this guest yeah. says this, and hey, this guest says this, but still, like, I'm getting no reply at all. He should also not even an LOL. He should also be like uh, honored that people are still asking about yeah. him. Yeah, man, like, dude, this is this is like when Joe Button broke up. He's right. <laughs> slaughterhouse. Me. This I, I is mean, some slaughterhouse. Me, I, I, I never listened to that guy's show to begin with. All yeah. due respect to, to to Button or whatever the fuck he does. I, huh? I like I. You know, like for me, I was like, damn, these guys really like Brickhouse was telling me about. It. I was like, Jesus, I thought they were like jump tight. Yeah, and you know, you break up to make up, but yeah, whatever, man. So, so, it's so, okay. so you two kind of know Slambo, so I can text him something from you guys. What do you want to say to, oh. to Slambo and see if I get a reply? Yeah, uh, yeah, yo, we, yo, we want to, we I, look. When we get give, give us Slambo's number. And oh, we will reach, I will reach out to Slambo okay. personally. I'll right. be the go-between. I'll, 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 I'll be the moderator here. I'll try to mend the fences. He might not make it back on the show. Hey, listen, if he hasn't grown in four years, then he didn't get the four years in six months. Yeah. Okay? Right. We'll, we'll do that. I like so, that. Maybe like we that. can get the relationship back going. And then in another eight years, he can get back on the show. <laughs> I love it. That's a, that's <laughs> a breakthrough. <laughs> I like that. I'm playing seeds, baby. I'm a farmer, baby. Johnny Appleseed. Coffee Appleseed. Call me Coffee Appleseed. <laughs> coffee, are you still on Twitter? Because I got to say, I searched Coffee Black on Twitter and I did not find you. I found a different guy. A different guy <laughs> who I don't know if I wanted to find. Dude, I'm not on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I hate social media, bro. I hate social media. It My is. Instagram is... Uh, 
I'm just not. Like, look, look. First of all, I'm not going to get into my shortcomings because you're going to have Brickhouse back on my ass when we get off this goddamn call. Yeah, you okay. Know it. You know it. <laughs> So I, I, there's still some things I'm trying to hide here. <laughs> okay? All right. uh, on the back end, though, we'll still remain friends after he's through with business work. Okay. Because there's a guy, and uh, if this, can, can, uh, he, I would call him a power bottom. He's not. He's not you, Coffee. I know he's not you, but uh, if you search Coffee Black on Twitter, he's uh, he's a bottom. Is no. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Well. Is well, the coffee black it, on Twitter? Does he like thing? a lot of cream thing? in his coffee? What's that, guys? Because I, I spell I spell mine K O F F. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that I spell it that way. You might have to like do a cease and desist oh, on yeah. him. Yeah, or change. Hey, let, hey let's let's go ahead and tightrope on out of this one. Yeah, so, yeah. What yeah, yeah, got going on? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that that might go go bad for me. Like, what's wrong with being coffee no, black? There's nothing wrong with that. Bottom is there's, a bad thing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that if like, that's oh, your thing. Shit. Now I got the alphabet people on. But you're gonna have all sorts of different guys after you. I feel like. <laughs> I gotta look up coffee black. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for me. Yeah. They're going to come for me. Oh, coming did on. Did I make it awkward? In. Did I make the interview awkward? No. I did. I did that coffee. My man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel an eerie silence come over. That's how powerful they got. That's all right. We're going to come back. <laughs> right? Rise above that. Rise above that, Chip Rose. Whoa, man. What about, are, are you guys, your guys are both in the, in the, the U.S., correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out in Arizona. Uh, on the west coast are you guys were well, you guys yeah, I'm, relieved? In, I'm in the midwest currently right now well midwest that's got to be a crazy spot dude but like were you guys relieved when uh trump didn't win a second president a second term <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> you you, uh, you you go you you go because you were at the center of the change yeah uh, in, in maricopa county out there in, uh, in arizona you were at the center of the world for like three days yeah yeah so I'm gonna keep this super PC because I don't I don't take political stances. Uh, uh, as, as either way, the the, the so I'll, I'll preface by saying this: I do a lot of work in uh, in law, uh, in legalities, and and uh, you know knowing the Constitution and revise statutes for states and and all of these sorts of things. And I, I understand the makeup of federal government versus versus state government versus city government. So. On the the federal level, you know, kind of who the who they put in as the as the leader has an impact, but not really. Um, you know, if you kind of understand the the power structure and how things work. So for me uh, personally, you know, whether it's, it's blue or red, you know, the the the, the machine will still roll. Same, same. Yes. I I, uh, I was I honestly didn't think Biden would win. If I put money on it, I wouldn't put it on him that he's win. So I was actually genuinely shocked yeah. when I saw the drummings happen with Georgia and Phoenix and Pennsylvania, and I saw how things were shaping out. Like it was, it was. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. I, there was an elation of. I always like the underdog. I've been an underdog my life, so I always kind of root for the underdog, even yes. though I didn't bet with the underdog. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't bet with them, but it's like, like, oh, all right. And I would say that there was a little bit of relief, but not really because, like I told people, 
It had nothing to do with me politically. It was what he was doing socially that was that was causing a stir. The social, yeah, and, and the people like, that that took like, took what he said and and acted on it. That was that was a problem. It it was a problem, and to realize that there were like I don't I forgot what the the total vote was, but it was like seventy million people, regardless if they political views or social views or ignorant views, they sided with that. Yeah. And he still got a lot of votes. I was I was able to see it. Like I was able to witness the ignorance happen in front of me. Yeah. Like on on a real graphic uh violent um just really disturbing level yeah. with people that I I'm pretty sure four years ago I would have walked by and I never would have known they had this in them. Like, I believe he did invoke something that was always there. Yeah. Like, the country was is divided. Like, let's make no mistake. If the country, it wasn't even divided with Trump. It was divided with, with Obama oh, those yeah. last four years. With George. Right? Like, if we're being uh, yeah. honest. Yes. Like, it was divided then. Yes. But it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been that in your face as it was. Uh, in, it in was very months. in your face. And, yeah. and recently, like, we talked about on a podcast, I prefer you lie to me because lies are delicious. Like, I I, I was okay yeah, with, just about that. <laughs> with, with, with my white counterparts, like, hiding their disdain for me. Yeah, um, that shouldn't have been out front. That know, should have been, like, hidden. Yeah, like, yes. instead of just having it, like, wearing their disdain on their on their T-shirts, I disdain <laughs> black guys, except for you, Coffee Black, because you're my friend. Like, I, I, I kind of the like one. them just being hidden. Sometimes, yes, yes. Me, telling me I'm an all right guy, and really they they hate me because yeah. of the color of my skin. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't like the upfront truth of Jesus. Like I'm terrified for my son. I'm terrified for my kids. I'm terrified for my friends. I'm terrified for you guys. You know, and it, it's just a re- the world is really scary yeah. right now. Terrified. Yeah, I did. Um. I, I liked some of the conversations that started though with my sons. Like the past summer when they were up, like uh-huh. I got to have conversations with them that I don't know if we ever would have had, like about racial equality mm-hmm. and that kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. so that was cool. And, and it's difficult for you, right? And I'm I'm not judging because we're we're cool, we're brothers. But I imagine that was difficult for you because you had the birds and the bees talk, you had this talk, that talk. That's cool. with age, have these other talks. But now you've got to talk to your son about race yeah. and, and about something that he should feel uh, perhaps a, a bit of um, compassion for that not really going to affect him if we're, yeah. if we're keeping it 100 percent. Like it like it won't the, the injustice won't happen to him like it would happen to my son, yeah. which you had to try to get him to understand that. This is wrong. Even if you don't feel it, it's wrong. That had yeah. to been difficult. Yeah. And just that it's been hundreds of years the one way. And we, we have to try to try to get it away from that as yeah. much as we can. I appreciate you having that conversation. No problem, man. Yeah, no, it was it was I, actually good to have. Like, I didn't like it wasn't anything I strayed away from. But it was it was it was cool. And like I said, I don't know if we ever would have that conversation if all the shit going on wasn't going on. Right. Like the wasn't going thing. on. And that was the. The one thing about the pandemic that I told people, this has been happening forever. The only difference is everybody wasn't at home to see it. Yeah, yeah. And there was no programming. You got to remember what happened with media. 
You got to remember what happened with ESPN. They were showing old shit. There were no sports happening to distract you. The yes. distractions had became null and void, and everybody had to face it. Deal with Whether it they life. agreed with it or not, you had to face it, and you had to have those conversations. Yes, yes, absolutely. Guys, I have a clip. I have a terrifying. clip of you guys. I didn't know if I could play it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the the clip is from uh, I think two shows back. Uh, we were just talking about uh, life and and the games that are that are played that that uh, uh you know kind of surround how we live and and how it shapes us and society. We we're just kind of having the conversation. So this clip is just coffee breaking it down in simplistic form on on what's happening and and how an individual gets uh, introduced into the game of life. Cool, cool. I will play it right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one big-ass game being played, right? And it's all these other little, like, subsidiary games being played underneath. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these subsidiary games being played underneath, right? <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is you you just you you get skeeted out. You know what I'm saying? You get skeeted out. You know what I mean? You get <laughs> all of a sudden the first <laughs> the first the first rule to the game you learn is hey, you need to shit and piss in this pocket. <laughs> You're right. That is, right. That's the rule. That is the very that's the very well actually the very first rule is and you need to eat. So you're going to suck on this tip. Now, when I decide. <laughs> or, this, or, or, or this nipple from a bottle. Every three hours, motherfucker. <laughs> now, if they don't feed you every three hours, it's also a game being on them. Because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't want to hear me crying, they better bring that goddamn bottle over here. <laughs> So they, so immediately they are part of the game, right? Because it's, 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 it's rules on both sides. It's rules on both sides of the game. And everybody's trying to one-up the other motherfucker. Everybody's trying to get over on the other motherfucker. Uh, That's an amazing point to bring up. Yeah, we're trained from that from birth. To, to from expect. birth, you're in a game. Yeah. From right. birth, you enter the, the big game. Remember, like people think Game of Thrones was just like a novelty type ordeal. Game of Thrones was really hitting heavy on a lot of social shit. Motherfuckers just, they just weren't picking up. Yeah. You're born into a game that you're going, that's already being played long before you even know it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what, uh, just going back to my sons, my oldest son, no matter what time he'd be asleep, he'd wake up every three hours for that bottle. He'd, he'd wake you up. You'd be sleeping. He'd, he'd wake up crying. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. He was and, conditioned. And it, it, that's how it is, man. That's how right. it is. There's more context to what we were talking about. And then close oh, yeah. they go look up calling Audible. Coffee Black. Yeah. Brick yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it's calling Audible's podcast on YouTube, BNG Link Network. That's right now. Uh, so actually, we have a distribution deal that we are working on behind the scenes. So um, it'll probably may stay on YouTube, but it'll um, the newer shows um, as we release those will kind of be on their new network. But we'll we'll circle back around. Cool. Yeah. What um, is Coffee, the BM, oh, BMG? Uh, network? Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry, my friend. I was going to ask what the network is. Yeah, BMG Link L I N K Network. 
Um, it's just our production company. We produce a few shows uh, in-house. Uh, we just partnered with Moorish Media. Uh, so it's going to take us into 196 countries once that's kind of up and running. Uh, as, as we speak of that, uh, one of those productions is uh, uh, t- Coffee Black Condition. Um, Coffee shot a... Uh, somehow we got the great idea to try to shoot a two-city comedy show in the middle of COVID. Wow. Dude, I, 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 first of all, I'm and I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, Robinson. Y'all, my brothers, y'all, fam. I'm keeping it a hundred percent. I do not know, still to this day, and this man Brickhouse is my brother, is my family. My kids call him uncle. Okay, I still don't fucking know how this deal came together. I just got a phone call that said, "Hey, you want to shoot a comedy special?" In between October and November in Vegas and Phoenix, can you be ready? Wow. Mind you, off of everything I had been there, I was like, uh, and this, this is my, always my response. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. I was not prepared at all. <laughs> right. Shoot, wow. record my first, this is my first comedy special. First special shooting. I am, t- I'm like, I'm like, how much? He's like, well, no, maybe like an hour. You got an hour? And I'm like, yeah, I got an hour. I absolutely didn't have an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an hour. And this is more the thing. I, I had more than an hour. I had an hour and a half. Cool. Right? But I was still cultivating it. Yeah. And, and massaging it and working it. Yes. But I felt like it, it's the ego. Like, well, it's COVID. What's the worst that can happen? Right. <laughs> Opportunity <laughs> knocks. You've got to answer. It's what's the worst that can happen. <laughs> right? You could have fell in love in 2020. And then right now you could break up with your girl tomorrow. And you're like, oh, well, you told me you loved me when you met me last year. Like, maybe it was COVID. Like, I mean, come on. You really going to hold me back? Nobody's mind was right. COVID made me do it. <laughs> I didn't even think I was going to survive. And you seemed all right to die and leave alone. <laughs> Dude. That's amazing. I wonder how many couples like <laughs> couples only were stayed together for COVID. And now that they got vaccinated, they're like, I'm I'm out. I'm out. Fuck you. I'm done. Oh, no. God. <laughs> Do you guys know any couples that broke up in COVID? I did have a coworker that did, yeah. But just the one. Mm. Just one. I feel like a lot of people stuck together were yeah. guilted to staying together. It's like, this will make us okay. stronger. No. It was probably more likely that there were couples that were on the verge of a breakup and then COVID happened. <laughs> like, right, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, the, the oblig- ab- obligated relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I talk about it in conditions, coffee black condition, coming coming soon. Coming soon. I, I want to say. We're, we're shooting for, uh, for, for labor. So we haven't talked about this anywhere else. This is the first time we even talked about awesome. this. Yeah. Uh, special at all. Um we're working it to to get the the uh, first couple drafts together to kind of work through it because we want to tell the story. Um, we did. To, long story short, we got it. We we definitely pulled it off. I don't know how yeah. we're going to classify it or how we're going to deliver it, but um, it was a, it was a, uh, a a hell of a ride. Coffee. You can I don't know talk a little bit about what your experience was from the time you got there and you found out we we're going to have a special guest in the audience the next day. Let's yeah. not drop a name because we don't have that yeah. yet. But you know, yeah. Listen, Rob Slim. You first of all, you guys know what it's like to have a drink. You guys know what it's like to have a drink. Yeah, I'm sure I'll, you do. I'll do yeah, that. I don't. I, I'm done with my drink because I'm such a it, drinkaholic. 
<laughs> but your dream is your baby, right? Like right. your dream is your baby, and yeah. somebody is like, "Yo, we can we can turn this thing that's a thought into a reality," and you're like, "Okay, let's do it." Yeah. But you're very protective of it, and then all of a sudden you start seeing all what it all what it actually takes to have this thing come true. Yeah. And that is one hell of an emotional ride. Because there was moments, again, quite honestly, I, we we haven't said this, like me personally, I mean, Brickhouse knows, I didn't think it was going to happen. Like somebody tells you it's going to happen, and you see it starting to happen, yeah. and then all of a sudden, uh, a disagreement happens, oh, this might not happen. Wow, uh, yeah. It might not happen, or it could happen. Or, you know, it's me, and it's like, I'm doubting. I don't fucking know if this can actually happen is this gonna happen and if it happens am i ready for the opportunity right but when when i got i've been fortunate enough to have good people on my side and to have brick house on my side who is not only a big brother but absolutely believes in me and it's almost like that uh i don't know if you guys familiar with entourage yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh, like the the first season season. we have a vince chase uh, Eddie, I mean, uh, E, Eric Murphy relationship where it's like, yo, I'm not going to let this fail. Okay. Like that's Jay. Like Brickhouse is, I'm not letting this fail. <laughs> what you're going to do. But guess what? At eight o'clock in the morning, your punk ass is going to be over here. So go cry in the corner. All right. Wipe your crocodile tears. All right. And then get the fuck up and get ready to go. Because yeah. this is going to happen. This is, and yeah, to be quite honest, that's how it happened. Yeah, wow. I, we do Everything have to. Coffee is directly connected to him. It's not me. I, I was going to say, don't like taking credit for any of my successes <laughs> because the background is this guy. Oh, we we do, we do, Coffee. We do have to wrap this up. But, this guy. But it's I, true. It's I, absolutely true. I did I mean, want to. In all due respect, I probably think this guy. I mean, he should probably be fathering my kids because he's way better as a parent than I am. Like, how much credit he I wanted to say. He's absolutely going to have to father my kids. Hold on. Co- coffee, I, I, I have to say, because this is all relevant now, I have to say before we wrap this up, because we are at the end, we got to wrap this up, but I do have to yeah. say that from the first, and, and I could be wrong because I am drunk right now, and I was probably drunk every other time I spoke to you guys. Probably. But most, about 99% of the chance. But um, going back to when we first talked to Jack Brickhouse and Coffee Black, it was a very much like, Brickhouse was the producer and Coffee Black was the star. We're talking to you guys today. You are one unit is how I feel. You guys are Brickhouse and yeah. Coffee Black. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. We're going to find you guys. And there's things I don't... He can literally speak for me. <laughs> yeah, you like, guys he, he knows. I don't, like... He, you know, like we're yin and yang. Like he opts, he knows what I'm thinking. I know what he's thinking. Yes. You know, yeah. It, we're we're moving as a unit for sure. That's why I didn't write. I, I didn't write separate questions for you guys. I just had a whole bunch of different thoughts on on the notebook one when I prepped for you guys because I know you guys yeah. are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where can everybody find yeah, you guys? Absolutely. 
Uh, so uh, social media, uh, Instagram, uh, it's just Coffee Black, right? Uh, K O F F E. Not the other black. one. Black. Right? Yeah, K O F F E Black. Uh, you'll notice that I have an American flag and a West Indian flag behind it, uh, representing uh, my roots. Yes. And uh, Mr. Jack Brickhouse, right? Yep, just Mr. Jack Brickhouse on Instagram. I'm on uh, Twitter. Not as active on Twitter, uh, but I do check in and make sure I can. I mean, speaking of that, I missed a damn this interview by like a week. I hit uh, Rob. He's like, he had asked like a week, and I hadn't been on Twitter. I'm like, yes. fuck, I missed it. So I yes. appreciate you guys for making that happen. But uh, yeah, uh, LinkedIn, Mr. Jack Brickhouse. Uh, you can find me across those platforms. Uh, Cigarettes and Bad Decisions is still in stores, Amazon, cool. uh, Barnes and Nobles. Uh, I have a project coming later, another book coming. Uh, the the comedy specials coming. So we'll when you guys uh, start back your new season and come back around, uh, we'll come back with some other stuff to promote. And then we also have a cigarettes and bad decisions course. Uh, we partner mm-hmm. with the university, so a lot of good stuff to come back and promote. Awesome guys, awesome. Thank you so much. It's it's always great talking to you, and we will definitely do this sooner than later. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Brother. Hey, I'll we'll get good. them on calling audibles. Yes. We, we say it every time we got to do it. Yeah, we you have know, to. This time we're, we're doing it. We're doing it like within the next two weeks. We got to, oh. hey man, we got episodes that got bought that we got to fill. Whoa. Let's do it. I we're want a little of the, the coffee black that. money. Not the other coffee black, though. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want. I don't want the other coffee black. You're talking about a call in the audible on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the bottom now? Uh-oh. And I'm out of here. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Love you. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Later, guys. Fucking <laughs> cool. Oh, oh cool. All right. We are the best. We are the best. We're all the best. Yeah. And you guys listening? Yo, we best. will see you guys next week for the season finale. Stay tuned. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh my god. I'm- I wish we could suck on each other. I want to suck on you too. I'm going to suck you so hard. Suck me. Can we do this? Are are, are we allowed to do this? I don't care. I just want you. Fuck all of this. Let's just get the hell out of here and be whatever the fuck we want. That's evolution. That's progress. I want a family. Can we have a family? Yeah. I'm more alive than I've ever been. Oh.